From MJ Bulls Media, I'm Dan Humiston, and this is Cannabis Crowdfunding. Today on Cannabis Crowdfunding, we are joined by Richard Bronson from 70 Million Jobs. Richard, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Dan. It's great to be here. Well, I appreciate you taking time out from the really, really important work that you're doing. 70 Million Jobs is not only the name of your company, it's really your mission to find jobs for men and women with criminal records. And I didn't realize this until I read on your website that over 70 million Americans have criminal records, which is about one in every three adults. And a lot of them are having trouble finding jobs. I want to start off by saying thank you for doing this. I think the service that you're providing is, is, is long overdue. But I got to admit, I didn't realize that this was really a problem, especially with unemployment so low. And so I guess maybe to start off with, why is it so hard for people with criminal records to find jobs? That's a great question. And that one in three adults with a record is the stat that always stuns people when they hear it. These days, with the existence of immediate answers to questions and the internet, Every company pretty much performs a background check on anybody that they are considering hiring. And if you have a criminal record of any kind, you're going to get a background check. And the background check, if you have a record, will have a red flag. For most companies, that is the beginning and the end of your relationship, almost regardless of what you've done. It provides this incredibly challenging barrier to employment. And you're right. The bitter irony is that it's all coming during a time when the virus that we're going through, notwithstanding, unemployment rates in this country are at historic lows, about three and a half percent. The unemployment rate, however, among those with records is almost 30 percent. Oh, my gosh. 30 percent is the highest rate of unemployment of any population in our country's history including during the Great Depression. Well, as, I, as you said, a lot of, and our listeners are aware of this, so many of those people have been convicted of cannabis crimes. I know you are working hard to, to turn this around, help people that have been convicted of cannabis crimes, and you maybe can tell us some of the things that, that you're doing to help that subset. Well, I mean, we've created a two-sided marketplace, essentially, where we're matching up the millions of people who have records and are desperate for a job with corporate America, which happens to right now have millions of jobs unfilled. Now, I myself went to prison. I experienced firsthand how awfully daunting it is to go through this process. Now, I'm a white college-educated male in white corporate America, and I found it impossible. What about the guys I was in prison with who were primarily young men of color with limited education and limited work experience? What are their opportunities? And the answer is very few of any. Mm. Is there opportunities for companies or advantages for companies to hire Mm. people with criminal records? There are quite a few. 
We uh, operate a staffing business and a job board that's specifically for this population. And we have 11 million people in our community, people with records. I spend my days talking to heads of HR, generally at large companies. I'm trying to show them that, in fact, there are many advantages. First of all, they exist. In other words, these companies need people and the people are there. Mm -hmm. And most companies recognize that in this environment, they have to look to some non-traditional sources of talent. So this is certainly one. This is a huge population that has largely been ignored. But the companies really want to hire people with criminal records. It turns out that these folks, when they get the job, they actually do incredibly well. We are partnered with the Society for Human Resource Management, or SHRM. They did a study and they discovered that 82% of hiring managers believe the quality of hire when you're hiring someone for a record is as good as, if not better, than hiring somebody without a record. And not only that, they stick around longer. Retention is better. Not only that, there are certain tax opportunities that are that exist, and it's great PR for a company to be able to send a message to the towns and cities in which they do business with, to their suppliers, to their employers, that they're a big company, but they have a heart. And I think it's almost like they've already done their time. It's not like they weren't... They well, didn't, yeah, they've, that's the irony. Yeah, they've, they've done their time... What are we supposed to do when they come out of jail or prison? Right. Now, let me throw another statistic at you. There's nobody in the world, Republicans, Democrats, anybody, who doesn't agree that employment is a good thing. (laughs) If someone comes out of jail or prison, they need to earn a living. Either they're going to go on welfare or they're going to commit a crime or they're going to get a job and be able to put a roof on their head, pay taxes, take care of their family. Employment's important to anybody, but for these folks, it's even more so, and I'll tell you why. There is almost a 75% chance that when someone is, comes out of jail or prison, that they will be rearrested within a couple of years. 75%? Now, 75%, that's recidivism. But interestingly, almost every one of those people who are rearrested are unemployed at time of rearrest. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a job, you will be rearrested. But contrary-wise, those people who are employed almost never, ever get in trouble again. Employment really is the silver bullet. Now you're in the middle of, of a crowdfunding campaign on Republic. Let's talk a little bit about the campaign so our listeners can know what you're doing, what you're doing with the proceeds, and how they can get involved. Great. Thank you. I appreciate that opportunity. First of all, we are a Y Combinator company. And for those people who are angel investors or VC people who might be listening, we went through Y Combinator. And of course, Y Combinator is the international preeminent early stage investor and accelerator program, a program that Airbnb and Dropbox and Reddit and Stripe and on and on and on, they went through the program as did we. So we were successful in raising venture capital funds. But we have so many people who are not VCs who want to be involved in the work we do. Now, we're for profit, so we're after double bottom line returns. 
we want to make a lot of money. I want to sell the company and walk away, you know, with lots of money for my investors and my employees and myself. But we're also interested in doing massive social good. Right now, we have more than 500 people who've invested in the crowdfund. And I think many, if not most of them, are doing it less for the financial returns and more because they believe in the work we're doing. I'm thrilled to have more people involved. We're using the money to build out our sales side. We have 11 million job seekers, so God knows we've got plenty of those. People need a job. We just need to generate more available positions. And to do that, we need staff. There's hundreds of thousands of accounts that we could be and should be working with. We just need the staff to reach out. Man, it's like everything is in place right now. We just, you need you need the people to do That's it. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I agree so, that. And, and you know what I really like about the campaign is that it's only $100. If you want to get involved, you, there's only $100. And right now you have, I'm looking at the page right now, and you have over 500 people already. Yeah. Yeah. You know, say, you know. The they, average is like $250. And let me just, you know, underline, and, and you sort of alluded to this. So many of these people have records relating to drugs, selling drugs, using drugs, whatever, growing pot. And I would argue, because I was a big pot smoker and I knew lots of people who got in trouble. And these people today are walking around with the stigma of an arrest, even though I, we're based in California where it's decriminalized. And yet these people have to walk around you know, with a life sentence. I would say that folks who are in the business particularly really owe a debt of gratitude for the people who, you know, were on the front lines and really were kind of paved the way for the decriminalization of marijuana and certainly other things that I hope are to come as well. If you have a business in that space, we work with a bunch of cannabis related industries. We've got wonderful people. We have people who are interested in accessing for social equity licensing. We've got people like that. We need your help. There's so many more people we can help. And at the same time, I believe that we're going to end up making a lot of money out of this. So what's better than that? Helping people and making money at the same time. I mean, that's the way business should be conducted these days. That's inspirational. That's inspirational. We've been speaking with Richard Bronson from 70 Million Jobs about their crowdfunding campaign, which is currently live on Republic. And we'll have all of 70 Million Jobs information in the show notes and at mjbulls.com, including the link to 70 Million Jobs funding page on Republic. And as I mentioned earlier, own a piece of 70 million jobs for as little as $100 and do good. Help somebody get their life back on track. If you're interested and you want more information, I'd recommend going to the Republic website because there's a ton there, including a great video. So Richard, you can, it's been a you real... can tell me what we can do better or give me your ideas. I'd love to hear from you. Or tell them if you have a job available. Send yeah, it in yeah. Way. Well, yeah. If you have 100 jobs available, I got great Even better. people for you. For Even sure. better. Richard, Richard, it's a real pleasure having you on the show. And I appreciate, again, all the work that you're doing right now. Keep it up. And let's have you back on again. I'd be thrilled to be there, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. Good luck. Discontent, I'm finally facing it all. Fearless.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.